Hello, Tim Morningstar here with another Leadership Musings. Today, we're going to talk about relationships. You know, I think healthy relationships have many ingredients, but two that are high on the list are respect and listening. You know, sometimes arguments reach a stalemate because neither partner is willing to listen to what the other is saying. Healthy relationships demand that we exhibit empathy and that we listen. You know, I think the importance of respect, though, value in the other person as a person of value is equally essential in relationship. One of the most important skills in any relationship is communication, and that's only possible in a setting of respect and value. Building relationships is not a one-time action. It's an ongoing process. I think a key word there is intentional. Build a culture of growth. We need to do that for our relationships. And just like any personal relationship, business relationships require continual maintenance also. A mutual benefit and ongoing communication are important ingredients to success. We don't have to be perfect. We just need to work at it to get better. In the long run, having close, trusting contacts will give you an edge, especially when other marketing tactics aren't working. Now, the Blessing Institute did a study in 2006 and and they found that 60% of the surveyed employees want more opportunities to grow, to grow forward, to, main, to be, maintain a satisfaction in their jobs. And they, they found that strong manager-employee relationships was business-wise. And it was a crucial ingredient in the employee's engagement and retention formula. Research showed that employees with the highest level of commitment perform 20% better than those who have just an average level of commitment. Employees, though, with the highest level of commitment, you know, something else, they were 87% less likely to leave the organization. John Maxwell speaks of the the top-down waterfall effect for leaders to, to build up the people in the business organization. The culture of the organization starts at the highest leadership level. Listening, empathy, respect, communication, those must be DNA markers of every organization. Now, the longest running study in human development history began in 1938 at Harvard University. The study began following 724 participants to determine what makes us happy. It explored every part of who we are physical, psychological traits, to social life, to IQ, to learn how we can flourish. Findings of the study were published in 2012 in a book called The Triumphs of Experience. And the key results showed that happiness and health are not a matter of wealth or fame or working hard, but instead they come from relationships. Extensive evidence shows that having good quality relationships can help us grow longer and happier lives and even have fewer mental health problems. Having close, positive relationships can give us purpose and a sense of belonging. Loneliness and isolation remain the key predictors for poor psychological and physical health. Lack of good relationships and long-term feelings of loneliness have been shown by a range of studies to be associated with higher rates of mortality, poor physical health outcomes, and lower life satisfaction. 
In 2006, the Oxford Group identified five key conversations that can transform trust and develop more effective workplace relationships. The first was to establish a trust relationship. The second was agreeing on mutual expectations. Third was showing genuine appreciation. Fourth was challenging unhealthy and unhelpful behavior. And number five was future vision, building for the future. You see, humans are created for relationship. In the creation story found in Genesis, God looks at everything that he had made and he said, it's very good. But when God considered Adam, he said, it's not good for man to be alone. Human needed another human. Life change happens in the context of relationships. The Bible doesn't just tell us about our need for connection. It also tells us where to find relationships. Among Jesus' followers, Jesus at his death told his friend John to consider Christ's mother as his own. They would be family to each other, even after Jesus was gone. Paul instructed believers to, to treat others like parents and siblings. The Psalms tell us that part of God's redemptive work is to put in the world is to put the lonely in families. And I believe God has designed the local spiritual community, the church, whereas brothers and sisters in Christ, we can experience life-giving relationships. Remember, building relationships is not a one-time action. It's an ongoing process that, that, that and a process that requires continual maintenance. Well, I hope you found this leadership musing helpful. I'd appreciate your response and invite you to follow this podcast for future Leadership Musings with Tim. And until then, have a great day.